This is Monday Morning Meditations number 247 on the Rise of Man podcast with Jedi Azuma. Black and white is more simple than gray. Good morning, Rising Man family. Jedi Azuma here checking in behind the mic for another Monday morning meditation, jam-packed with some wonderful wisdom today. But before we jump into the episode, it's time, fellas. If you're out there in the world and you know that you're only scratching the surface of your potential, it's time to join us in the dojo. May 4th through 7th, Austin, Texas, it's an opportunity for you to sharpen your embodiment, to practice shoulder to shoulder with men who are raising the standard to the highest level. If you want to be more prepared for the unknown in your life, don't waste your time. Go ahead and register risingman.org slash dojo. Grab your spot today. Trust me. Trust me. You're not going to want to miss it. All right, today's Monday morning meditation is the cost of living in the gray. Let's talk about the cost of living in the gray. It's another huge blind spot that I had revealed to me recently about myself and where I still live in the gray areas in my life. So the first thing to say is that it's a very subtle ego game. Remember, the ego is all about survival and keeping me safe. So this this strategy that I'm about to share with you is something that I've lived out for my whole life without knowing it because of a essential fear of survival. I've been worried that if I don't if I fail here, it will equate to my death, my rejection, my being exiled from the community and being with having love and acceptance withheld from me. So what am I talking about here? What is what does it mean to live in the gray? Well, for me specifically, I noticed that when it came to targets and goals, there's a tendency I have, a pattern if you want to call it that, of not failing to make really specific marks and metrics for myself. I can come up with all kinds of stories or reasons why telling myself that, well, it's kind of hard to measure that. I don't have enough information to make a projection. It's really all BS because at the end of the day, I could just declare a target for myself and establish where the bar is. But I always hesitate to do that. In fact, I resist doing that, especially in the places where I feel afraid or unsure of myself, where I experience doubt. Now, why would I do that? It's really interesting because if I fail to set the bar and pick a specific target, like a specific number of whatever it is that I want to do, Let's say, let's use an exercise reference. Let's say I want to run a five-minute mile. If I get to that level of specific, then where's the risk? Well, the risk is that if I run and I run a five, 15-minute mile, then I failed. And then I have to square off with the reality that I failed to do what I said I was going to do, failed to hit my mark. And there's a part of me that interprets that as I didn't honor a commitment and the whole cascade of honor and my integrity. So instead, I say, well, I'm going to run as fast as I possibly can, and I don't hit that mark because I never established it. But then, which is (laughs) was revealed to me is even the harder thing, is I apply pressure, but I don't know how much pressure to apply on myself because I don't know if it's a five-minute mile or a four-minute mile or some other number for how quickly I want to run, the expectation I want to set for myself. Whether I fail or not, I can't fail because I've never actually set the mark. But on the other side of it, I'm aware in my body that I didn't do my best. 
So instead of having this huge pressure to hit this singular mark that I've detailed for myself, there's this ongoing, constant, low level of pressure that I put on myself because I never actually know if I succeeded or I failed. And that is actually a way worse reality for me than the alternative. Let's say I pick a five-minute mile and I don't hit it. I get five minutes and 15 seconds. Well, it's disappointing, yes. But what's wrong with disappointment? Whoever said that I had to live my whole life without being disappointed? In fact, disappointment is fine. Who's to say that I can't look back and be critical, say, you know what, I didn't train as hard as I could have. I scaled it back. I didn't push as hard as I could have on some of those runs. Really quickly, as I start to face off with this disappointment and this reality of failure, I start to see opportunities of what I could have done moving forward, what I could have done differently then, and what I can do differently for the next time that I want to try and hit a five-minute mile. But if I never declare what that mark is, then I'm lost in this gray area of, did I succeed? Did I fail? Doesn't quite feel like I succeeded, but I didn't necessarily fail because I didn't set a specific mark for myself. It delays and extends the period of pressure that I apply on myself. And instead of being really clear and black or white about it, did I hit five minutes or not? Then I'm left with this, well, I don't know if I did my best because maybe I succeeded. And as a function of trying to protect myself from rejection and disappointment and the fear of failing, I've actually created a more ambiguous place of suffering for myself that there's actually no way out of. This is living in the gray. This is living in the experience of, I don't know what mark I set for myself because I never established it. And I don't really know if I should hold myself to a little bit more of an edge or ease up on myself because I never set the mark. All of it was out of protection. All of it was out of fear. because I didn't want to face off with, what if I don't hit it? But when I actually get to a situation in my life where I say, okay, I set this mark, I didn't hit it. Still matters to me. I still want to run a five minute mile, okay. Well, did I train hard enough? Did I eat well? Did I, did I recover well? Did I sleep well? What can I do going into it next time? all of a sudden, that failure is not a big problem. In fact, that failure is going to be the building block that I stand on to get to that five-minute mile, to hit that mark of success that I, met, that I stated for myself. And immediately, that suffering, the perception of suffering that I thought was going to be really deep and last a long time is abbreviated. And yeah, there's disappointment. Maybe that disappointment lasts for a little while. That's fine. But I can turn it into something that's a solution a lot faster than this nebulous, did I fail or didn't I fail? Did I succeed or no? I feel like I should put some more pressure on myself because it didn't quite hit a number that makes me feel good, but I never said that that was going to be the mark that I wanted to hit. So do I push harder or do I be happy with my achievement? Do I accept that I didn't win first prize in my own competition or settle for the participation trophy? And this is a a mindset that permeates many different layers of our society where we don't want to make that mark and set that mark for ourselves because we're so afraid of failing. It seems like it always comes back to that. But in this particular case, my unwillingness to face that I might actually not hit that target and that might hurt, the fear of what that hurt might feel like has put me in this gray zone that I'm more willing to live in. So I said no more. Even whether or not I'm going to succeed or fail, I'm going to choose a target. Give myself that motivation that I want to hit it because then I prepare better. 
I put more energy into it because now I want to hit that mark. It really does matter to me. And if I don't hit it, well, at least I can say that I gave it my best effort. And if I didn't give it my best effort, I can be honest with myself and I can make those corrections going into another attempt. But the gray zone is where visions and dreams go to die. It's another one of Dante's rings of hell. <laughs> it's purgatory. All right, I'm just kind of camping out in this no man's land, this undefined space that doesn't really serve me in any capacity. And it still sucks. It's not rewarding. Maybe it doesn't hurt a lot, but it's like having a splinter under my nail that just doesn't go away. There's no satisfaction in the gray zone. And while there's absolute and definitive failure outside of that gray zone in the land of black and white, there's also absolute and clear satisfaction when you do hit your marks and a much faster path to transformation, change, and action. So remember that. Next time you want to go living in the gray like I have for many, many years, consider what if I just set that mark and put all of my effort towards hitting that mark? And if I don't hit it, I'll worry about that on the other side. I'll deal with the disappointment later, but I'm not going to be afraid of that disappointment right now. Give it a shot. What do you have to lose? And make sure that you go to risingman.org slash brotherhood, register for our spark level, our free community entry point where you can come and be a part of these Wednesday podcast reviews we do every single week live to talk about the topics right here on the podcast. So make sure you go get registered, share it with a buddy, share it with all of your buddies and bring them along with you to the next Wednesday podcast review. And I'll see you on the next Monday morning meditation. Peace and love. For all things Rising Man, make sure you head over to risingman.org slash dojo to get your dojo seat, but also for all the other information we have within and around the Rising Man community. Please subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening to us and our YouTube channel as well, youtube.com slash the Rising Man Movement. And big love out there, hugs and so much gratitude to the support that you guys keep showing us repping rising man going on five years strong now supporting what we do and who we are about thank you thank you thank you until next time rise up and claim your destiny rise up